Welcome to the Vault Podcast. Classic music reviews presented by IV Creative. Now, here's your hosts, B. Cox and the crew. Greetings and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Vault Podcast. Classic music reviews presented by IV Creative. It's a perspective on the classics from a fresh point of view. We appreciate you for taking your time and lending your ears to our perspective. You could be anywhere listening to anything, but you're right here with us, so we thank you. With you today is yours truly, B. Cox, and with me, yet again, I have very, very special guests joining us here in the Vault Classic Music Reviews for yet another review here with me today. You heard him just a few weeks ago doing a very, very dope review of us with us for the score with the Fugees. They are back once again. Everybody, please welcome once again D&T of the Perfectly Imperfect Couple podcast back in the vault once again. Y'all, what is up? What's Hello. going on? Oh, man. Oh, man. Everything is everything. I'm glad to have you guys back. Um, that was such a great conversation. We are glad to be back. You know, that we had it with the Fugees, man. And um, I got a lot of great feedback. People loved uh, listening to you guys' perspective on that. That was a really dope album. And as I mentioned to both of you all, man, I've been pe- listening into the podcast and I've loved the, the last few episodes you guys have done. And um, you guys, go make sure y'all check oh, out DNT on the Perfectly Imperfect Couple podcast. You can find them Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere where you can find podcasts out there. Go listen to them and anywhere. follow them on social media too, man. So they have a really dope show, and I'm always glad to have them back here because they're dope people when they talk dope things about music. So anybody who does that, oh, uh, thank you. Down we think me. you're pretty dope too. Thanks, guys. I For appreciate sure. it. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, as we always say here in the vault, our motto is hashtag open the vault hashtag nothing but the classics. And today is one that. When I looked at it on the schedule and I looked at the year to what we were doing, I had to really transport myself back 20 years ago to, you know, what we're about to cover today, y'all. And it's because of the way that I feel how I feel about this album. And uh, anyone who knows about how the late 90s into the early 2000s was, to me, that was the golden era of when the old soul was on and popping. And it really was a force, not just in the industry, but commercially it was successful because it was good music and you had the full gamut of everyone Erica Badu to D'Angelo to Joe Scott to Floetry to Vivian Green to Rashawn mm. Patterson to music to Balau and mentioning Neo Soul during that time and even from back then and even now is incomplete unless you mention this young lady's name and of course we are talking about none other than India Ari and her debut album Acoustic Soul, which turns 20 years this year. Um, wow. <laughs> it's just the one that yeah. I have to say about this, y'all. Um, just a, a crazy time thinking about like when I first listened to this album, going back to that time uh, when this music came out and hearing that very first single from her, which was video, and um, being struck by it because it was that, you know, that sample that you got that everybody relates to Akinelli's put it in your mouth, you know, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, but I knew it, that song, you know, <laughs> but, um, it was, a, it was a dope song, but there was so much more to come from her. And, uh, really this was the beginning of being able to get into a journey of an artist that, you know, truly exemplifies so many different things for all the right reasons. And so, mm-hmm. you know, um, the particulars on acoustic soul released March. 20- I agree. <laughs> yeah. 
So the particulars on Acoustic Soul, March 27, 2001, release date. Recorded at many different places and principal amongst them, all classic studios, the Electric Lady Studio in New York City, Sound Kitchen in Franklin, Tennessee, Music Mill in Nashville, Tennessee, Access Atlanta, the Blues House, New Reflections, Nashville, Tennessee, the Studio, Philadelphia, World Beat, Battery Studios in New York City, in a runtime of 61 minutes and 18 seconds on Motown Records, nonetheless. And this is interesting because NDRE, as you know, her mother and father, Joyce and Ralph Simpson, they were uh, artists. Her mother was a, um, a singer and opened up for the likes of none other than Stevie Wonder and also Al Green. And her mother also served as her stylist. So we come around full circle almost 20 years after the fact that NDRE signs with Motown for her debut album, Acoustic Soul. And again, 20 years ago, which is amazing. So we're going to really get into uh, some of the particulars, guys, and also producers here who produced for this album, NDRE, who wrote most of this album herself. Blue Miller, Mark Batson, um, Carlos Six July Brody, and also Bob Power, who is a great mixing engineer and producer in his own right. But a lot of this work on here was done with her. She produced and wrote a majority of this album, which is amazing considering the work that is on here. I want to get your perspective 20 years ago with Acoustic Soul and India Ari, just your reaction when you first heard it. And then what really has maintained throughout all these years, not only just with this album and her music, but her music overall. I am a huge fan of this album. Yeah. Um, it takes me back to college and just, I feel like this was like a, how do I say it? Like a, a love letter to all black women back then. Mm. Like how to love love yourself. Yeah. And l- going back and listening to this album, it was just a lot of memories. Like sad memories, happy, mm. trying to find yourself. Like it was just all really good. It Just a feel good album. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And it's one of those albums where I felt like I could listen to it all the way through mm. um, and not have to like skip any. So I, it's a classic in my mind. I love it. Yeah. I do. Indeed. But um, let me just say, you know us. I feel like D is about to say something ridiculous because <laughs> <laughs> all week he been like, I love you, babe. Um, don't get upset. And I'm like, get upset about what? And I have a feeling I'm about to get upset. Oh, okay. Oh so, my gosh. All right. What are you about to say? Oh, wow. <laughs> well, thank you first for putting me on the spot. <laughs> no need to have private conversations in my own home. Oh, man. Y'all look crazy. So first, B, I just want to say you be dropping knowledge. So all your listeners, everyone that's listening to this podcast... He be digging y'all. Like he give y'all like background of background of background. So like I really appreciate it. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. I thank you. So now let me get to the part where I like trip over myself. 2001, like when this this album came out, I I wasn't in the headspace for music. Mm, Okay. We were in college. This was spring 2001. That was a good year. It was a great year. I, I actually crossed and I was, you know. Mm, okay. All right. So, say less. <laughs> during this time frame, 
Okay. You know, I wasn't really listening to music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I get and it. And then when I got off, the music I was listening to was on a different spectrum. <laughs> mm, okay. I, I got you. I'm following. <laughs> so, yeah. But I think overall, it's a good album. Listening to it now, it was really good. I think I do remember like singles and the impact it had on the community and the world. But like, I don't, yeah, I wasn't listening to it like that because I wasn't in that right place. It was like the ultimate Black Girl Magic album. It was. Like the beginning, uh, well, not the beginning. But like, you know, that introductory for a lot of people to like black girl magic. Yeah. Like I'm I'm dope. Like yeah. I feel like it was specifically for black women. But I also think too, she was like different. Like I think she was definitely Neo Soul, but it felt different to some degree. Mm. For me. Okay. And can you explain that a little bit as far as like how it felt different, you know? So when I say, okay, go ahead. It felt different. Like I think Erica and Jill and they still have some like hip hop ties. Mm -hmm. And then from India, it felt like. Very folklore. Yes. 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 Like Mm -hmm. some very like. Jewel. Spiritual. Chapman. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It felt yeah. like when I okay. listened, I was like, "Oh, this is super spiritual." Got you. Yeah. Yeah. And they, now, like none of the, you know, like none of them felt they felt spiritual too, but it like it was different, mm-hmm. and she feels like she was a different space. She was different. Yeah. yeah. That's why I say it's just a little different for me. Yeah. Now I definitely get that. There is definitely a spiritual quality to her music. My background on this album. So I'll say this. I was in the same time, college. This was my freshman year. So this was spring 2001, Morgan State University. Being in the space of music at that time was a weird place to be in because it's almost like when it came to black and urban music, it was sort of like there was a battle for the soul of the audience of black and urban music. You had Mm -hmm. the super commercial things that were out there, and then you had everything when it hip-hop-wise is sort of like underground or sort of on the fringe that was sort of, you know, catering to this thing like you know this whole thing about you know real hip-hop what's real and what's not the then with r&b you had these artists especially these neo-soul artists that were starting to emerge at this time that were immensely popular and then not only that Mm -hmm. but the music was tremendously tremendously great in its quality i mean Mm -hmm. artistry that came from some of these artists that we all just sort of ran down when Indiari came out with this during this time, and I went to a black college, y'all, and any college, really, you can find this, but in a black college, you know people that sort of, like, you get into this vibe, like, neo-soul people who listen to this, like, there was sort of like an archetype of person that you would run into that loved the music, like, neo-soul music. Folks that had, like, many shrines to, like, Erica Badu and Jill Scott in their rooms and, mm-hmm. you know, burned incense and candles <laughs> and <laughs> essential oils and shea butter and all that stuff and head wraps. <laughs> That. N- nappy and af- hair and af- yeah and, and afros and dreadlocks dreadlocks and, and, <laughs> yo so y'all get it you know where i'm coming mm-hmm. from so that's really where the space where you got it the first song like i said was video when it came out um but then there was other songs like brown skin but i think oh, when yeah. i really started to turn on this is when i heard ready for love um oh. and, i still and, cry on that song yeah it's <laughs> um, i do yeah. Mm-hmm. 
it, it's um it is an amazingly beautiful song it's um, so raw and um it's emotes so many different emotions and that's when mm-hmm. i knew she was sort of different and um i kind of thought that we would see and get exposed to that a lot you know more but i felt as though she and other artists got sort of pushed to the background later on that year when Alicia Keys came on the scene. Mm-hmm. And then this sort of also speaks to the theme of this album and, and no disrespect to Alicia at all. Cause she's an amazing artist, but you know, the visual aspect plays into this as well, as opposed oh, to absolutely. being pushed to the background and someone else being pushed to the forefront. And to be quite honest, when you talk about the level and quality of their music, they're right there neck and neck. If not, I know I might be saying something blasphemous to some of y'all. If not, India's Ari's music's <laughs> a get, bit better than hers, you know, than, than Alicia's. Yeah. And so, but again, we go into these whole things, but it's the theme with this album. The fact that you talked about something, that it's, it's a tribute to black girl magic. It's this tribute to black it women. Is. I listened to it and I looked, listened and I got like, this was even like, even like a tribute to me, like of black love, like the, mm-hmm. like the, the, that's really the, the vibe that I got from it. And the emotions that sh- the messages that are here, the emotions that come from this album, I was reading something uh, and I don't remember exactly what it was in reference to, but someone says is that you can tell and you can really tell and feel it when art, and music comes from a place of pure love. And yeah. that's really where I thought that I felt so much of this album was coming from a place of pure love. Now, what that love was directed towards, whether it's a, in particular a person or a feeling or a moment, either way, you felt that coming through the speech. Or the idea. Or the idea. Like, yes. I was reading something that was saying that she said that she was really these were affirmations for her Mm, so like she wasn't in a very she wasn't in a great place when she was recording this she didn't feel like she was beautiful she didn't feel like she was loved she didn't feel you know what I mean these were all like I deserve this this is where I want to be Mm -hmm. and I think that's why I get so emotional on ready for love because you can tell that Mm -hmm. you know it's coming from a really raw place yes like it's real and those lyrics are real you know I don't know I get goosebumps talking about it because no. that song is everything. You're right. Stop nope. laughing at me. It is. A, <laughs> it is. It is. A, it I is, can't, babe. It, it's an amazingly beautiful song. And, you know, I mentioned it just to, to y'all before we got on the air, but my fiance and listen, see, babe, I'm doing it now. She wanted me to make sure <laughs> that I told you guys and told everyone else about how much she loves this album. She loves mm-hmm. it. And when we were listening to this, I mean, she knew a lot more of this album, line for long and song for song, more than even I did. And I was just like, mm-hmm. whoa, you know? <laughs> um, but this is, um, and to, to, to talk also about that, which you talked about, T, is that, you know, to see a woman like her, like to me, there was always something very, what's the word that I can use? Like when you talk about something, like does someone's music matches their person 
Like that to mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. Yeah. is much more the India Ari than anything else. And it's not just visually Absolutely. her being a beautiful brown skinned woman, like this, you know, beautiful brown woman that so many times where we talk about things with whether it's our kids or ourselves, for those of us who, you know, have, you know, darker skin, those of us who are not, you know, lighter, when, you know, people always time to think that, you know, light is right and white is right. But to see someone in a, a beautiful brown skinned woman loving herself and coming to love mm-hmm. herself and being the epitome of being able to come to love herself was really something that this album helped encapsulate as well. And I couldn't help but just remark on that to notice that by the end of this album, I, I was just like this, you know, this was really more important in a lot of different ways also as well, because it, she really laid the background for a lot of people that came afterwards and after her mm-hmm. to be able Absolutely. to say that they love themselves, you know, whether all types of shades of Brown and black. I was going to say, that's why I think, um, brown skin was so important mm-hmm. like when this when we started talking about this and i started listening i was like i know there's one song i remember mm-hmm. brown skin yeah and that was like to me that was like the beginning of a hashtag black love or whatever mm-hmm. because you heard of it and like you had other r&b artists sing about love and all the other things but no one had really called it out like it was yeah yeah, I think for me, this album was really personal. I know I think I said in the last podcast that I grew up, you know, I went to a all mostly all white school. And so, you know, I had a very diverse history when it comes to music. Yeah, He's laughing. Um, and so going into that, one of the people that I listened to constantly was Jewel. And I think I mentioned Jewel before, you know, this white girl with this guitar who was like singing this folk music and just, you know, like blues slash folk. And, you know, I was very connected to that. So when I heard this India Irie album, it was like, Oh, that's me. Like she's talking to me. Like this is, you know, this is, she's so much better than Jewel. Like this is for me. I felt like she was talking to me, her and her guitar. And Mm -hmm. just, I connected to her on so many levels. And I think that's why when I listen to it, it's just a very emotional album because in that time and I think a lot of you know brown black girls at that time were still trying to love our skin and figure out who we were and we weren't necessarily the people that you see on TV and in the videos it was the Alicia Keys it was the you know people who didn't necessarily look like us and she was saying it's okay like it's okay like you are beautiful and I don't know. It's just a really personal album. Yeah, I uh, definitely I feel that. And seeing someone who looks like you to like you said, you listen to Jewel, but seeing someone who had that guitar uh-huh. and, and emoted that same type of music. You know, another thing when I was listening to and when I listened to her, I have that same sort of feeling when I listen to her, her like the artist, her mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. when I listen Dark. to her. I, I get flashbacks of India Ari because that's who she reminds me of more than anybody else. Um, some people will say, you know, Lauren Hill and everything like that. Death, like, yeah, but when you listen to a lot of this here, it's just like, whoa. Like, that reminds her, me a lot of her. India Ari, yeah. Tracy Chapman. Yeah. Like, exactly. they all, yes. I don't know. Yeah. It's a whole line there. It is. It is. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So Funny now thing we're. Is be, yeah. When her came on the verses the other day, I was like, where's B at right now? Well, I know he's going crazy. Oh, dude. <laughs> Listen, 
Let me tell you something. I damn near lost my mind. You hear me? And then when they both started singing, I was like, you know what? I yeah. said, yes. I, uh, I was, and I was drinking when I was listening. I'm not, I'm not, I don't say this to everybody. I was drinking when I was watching that. I damn near almost cried. I was like, this is beautiful. Oh, I did like, cry. She did. Like, I was like, this, I did this, cry. Is, this is, um, I cried. I was mm-hmm. like, this is beautiful. I was like, you know what? I said, I went on Twitter. I said, you know what? There needs to be a D'Angelo on her tour right now. I said, Absol- I don't care. Oh my God, can you imagine? I, I said, you know what? And if there's going to be $100 tickets, I don't care. $200 tickets, I don't care. $300 <laughs> tickets, I don't care. I'm buying. For me and yes, my woman, we're both going to be there. Yeah, absolutely. So, oh, so yeah. yeah. So I get those flashbacks from her listening to her. I hear India Ari. And Absolutely. that's what helped to draw me to her when I hear that because I hear India Ari as well. I have so. goosebumps right now, mm-hmm. don't I? Yes. Yes, I do. They're there. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So now we're going to get to highlights. Um, okay. Talk about what it is that you like. Um, either y'all can start, man. Just give me your highlights if you have any low lights and um, go ahead and run them down for me. Should I go first, babe? Because I sure. know the show. The show. Let's show a joint right here. So, <laughs> I would say my highlights for sure was nature. It's mm. interesting. Mm. Uh, nature was was a whole vibe for me. Mm. Okay. <laughs> so nature, promise. Mm. I think one thing is she did really well in this album was tell stories. Yeah. So like the whole folklore thing. Yeah. But she told really good stories. So nature promise and then my last one will be come back to the middle mm. those are the highs wow i really don't i really don't have any lows yeah i love the interludes mm, yes mm. because the interludes ties the younger generation to older music right yeah because if you're like oh she's influenced by billy holiday or mm-hmm. you know who are all of these people and so i think that was really good yeah cool See? I like it. Um, you're going to make me do this, B? I am. Um, okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to say, oh, highlights. I'm going to say that, of course, I said that Ready for Love is a huge highlight for me. That song is just, I don't know, it's it's classic. So um, Brown Skin was personal for me video I, I mean i know that was like the mainstream like mm-hmm. you know go-to song but i still feel like it was it just was a movement though it was a whole movement like it was just you connect to it on a different level because mm-hmm. it was like yes like i said before it's okay like yeah it's okay and i think beautiful beautiful mm. was really yeah it was impactful for me too so yes. i don't know it's yeah, hard for good. me it's hard for me to pick because i i like i said i love this is a very personal album to me so sure. i like i i genuinely love all of them yeah um as far as lows i don't think that there are any the yeah. <laughs> the only low for me is that she didn't really win any grammys for this and i feel like let's she should have that. like can we go back and do that over let's talk you know about what i mean yeah. i don't know i mean yeah. i know they weren't ready for her at the time like they, they just she they just weren't ready for it yeah. like right now i feel like she'd win every award there is but yeah they weren't ready for it back then so i don't know yeah. no lows for me yeah um my highlights uh, along the, with this, the singles and the three singles video brown skin and uh ready for love and um 
Ready for Love being just such an incredibly emotional song. Um, I really, even when I listen to that song, I got to take a couple of minutes to gather myself. Um, because when you when you hear, there's only like maybe I would say a couple of handful of songs ever <laughs> in life that make me feel that way. And there's a few, but that's one of them. Um, you have someone raising their hand yes. in agreement with you. <laughs> I, I figured, I figured that much. But another one of mine's on the the you know the off you know off tempo is really sort of as a, as a change up. But I I love the message and I see God in you. Um, oh yes. yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, her, yeah that was real deep. Like mm-hmm. be, beyond just the music itself, the notes, the you know the drums. The keys, the guitars, everything else. Looking at the lyrics and listening to the messages in here, I think what struck to me more so than anything else, the um, I see God in you. Like, man, like yeah. really, um, uh, you know, beautiful. I have to agree with you there, T. It was really another another highlight. I gotta give yo D nature like bravo. I have to give you props <laughs> on that one there as well. Um, back to the middle was another one. And, and promises like the thing with oh, this album promises. is that the thing about with this album what you know when you're talking about classic albums is that I like to tell people like if you have a litmus test the, it's not necessarily the singles and what you hear on the radio and what you see in videos exactly. or wherever else it's how deep you get into the album and how those album the deep album cuts really sort yeah. of stand out strength courage and wisdom uh, oh, again a, a song with another great message um mm-hmm. What's amazing about all these is that she had a hand in crafting all these songs herself, producing and writing, which we know is not easy. But to me, I think the best music comes from when the artist is involved, not just in writing the music, but in producing it as well. Because um, I said this in a couple of weeks ago where uh, we talked about Project Pat. We were doing Mr. Don't Play. We said, you know, you can always tell when the music seems authentic because they've lived it, right? When when mm-hmm. it's something that they've lived it and they've been a part of it. It's the same thing here with this kind of music, mm-hmm. specifically with Neo Soul. When you're a part of making the music, music that you can only portray and, and, and project to everyone, it comes, this is what you get. It comes across like this. Because something like this is something that you can sing and not live something like this. I think we said the same thing about um, Lauren Hill. Yeah. That you can feel it mm-hmm. through the music. Yeah. Like for NDRE, you can feel it. You like can. every song, every song, every lyric, like you can feel it. You know that she is um, living it, that yeah. she's feeling it, or Absolutely. she wants to feel it. Absolutely. It's, I don't know. Yeah. It's great. It's a wonderful album, you all. <laughs> it is. It is. And, and and as as we talk about this, these highlights, um, you mentioned something, T. And this album was nominated for, I believe it was nominated for seven Grammys. Including, I thought it was eight. It was seven, seven nominations. Was seven? And okay. including Album of the Year and Best R&B Album. Now, for something like thinking about that like to like there's a couple of big prizes during the grammys there's record of the year and there's album of the year and when you win album of the year it's a big deal you win either one of those it's a really really big deal and mm-hmm. this didn't win any none <laughs> this zero this didn't win any grammys which is but, um mind-blowing to me that it didn't win anything that you it could have, is, but it isn't. It, it, like, true. if you think about yeah, it, yeah. even now, like the like those award ceremonies, like yeah. they are 
very whitewashed. I'm sorry. I don't know if I can say that on your podcast, but you, they are well, very. You're welcome to say it. You're welcome to say it. You just did. And they you want to know very what? I'm here for it. This album was way too black yeah, for was. to win a Grammy. Yeah. I'm not surprised by it at all. Yeah. This album was about 15 years too early. Yes. You know. Yes. Now, right now, yeah. she would win. Yeah. Like I said, I think that she would win because we're in that movement and yeah. people feel like, ooh, you know, they want to connect. They want to connect to our struggle. Yeah. They want to connect to who we are yeah. as a people. So right now, I feel like, yes, she would probably get a couple of awards. But back then, absolutely not. Yeah. No. Crazy. Sorry. Yeah. No, That's it's my okay. political. It's okay. Soapbox. Yeah. <laughs> So, That's fine, babe. <laughs> so seven seven Grammys and zero, but she won four after this, um, including ones for Voyage to India, um, which was also another incredible album. Um, and had I think some that was great, a payback. Yeah, that was like, hey, by you, the way, just how they did Outcast. Yeah, just like just like Outcast, just like they did with Nas just now. You know, like yes, hey, we know. Like we, how ridiculous like, is that? Hey, you like see, you Nas see, just won a <laughs> Grammy. What's won a Grammy? What is the dumbest thing ever yeah like hey hey bro i know i should have given one of these to you earlier so my bad. here my bad here you go you know <laughs> yeah. just my bad <laughs> right sorry y'all yeah. yeah so she talk about this all day yeah she won she won uh uh four grammys afterwards and she's still out there still making music i mean she put out music as, as recently be. a couple of I mean, a couple of years ago put out actually last year put out that song steady love and that was just like yes. you know just again just sort of just speaks to her artistry. Um, I'm a big, big fan of hers. I was, mm-hmm. I became a fan during this album. I remember watching this and hearing like "Wonderful," "Wonderful," which is the steady Stevie Wonder dedication track, which is what she did at the 2003 BET Awards, um, where they honored Stevie Wonder and. Her mother opened up for Stevie Wonder, and he was like a personal mentor to her. She has a great deal of feeling about him. She loves him. And I just remember, like, just her performing this and then also her going up to Stevie afterwards and giving them, giving him a hug. And I remember Stevie right. had very kind words for her. And anybody who has Stevie Wonder has big props for her. Uh, like, for sure. yeah, come on, man. It's right. <laughs> anybody who Stevie has big props for, like he hasn't missed anybody that he has co-signed from Michael all the way down to Andrew Day. I mean, it's <laughs> come on, man. Yeah. It's, you yes, know, Andrew Day. You know, um, he, he, he doesn't miss at all. So, guys, now we're going to get to the true test to see where we where we are with it. So y'all know how we do this. Is it? Certified classic, borderline classic, classic just in this time, or not a classic at all. And then how strongly do you feel about it? Ten being the strongest and seven being, uh, I feel okay, but not that strong. So I don't I'll, feel like I need to answer this question. Yeah, I think I you, feel like yeah. everyone knows what I'm gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, a ten it's for a ten. me. It's a ten of for a you. Certified classic. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. A no question. Out of ten out of ten. Gotcha. Yes. No doubt. D, what about you, man? I, I know that you weren't into it as you know, during that time just getting off, you know, line. It's but he's weird. You know, but you know, now <laughs> that you you had a little bit of chance to listen to it and um it's taking a little bit of time. What say you? Uh, he you has know to what? think about a B. Only reason why I have to I have to take in consideration where I was in the time when it came out. Okay. Okay. That's a technicality. So let's clarify. So B, are you saying how you feel about it right now or how you felt about it at the time? Yeah, now. That's that's what this is about. Right now. How you feel about it right Right. now. 
Yeah. Okay. So I'm listening to her, and I feel like I need to answer a certain way, but my night is not going to go well. So I'm going to answer it in a way that she wants me to answer. No, don't do that. Certified be honest. Classic. Uh-huh. No, be honest. Be honest. No, I think if if you take it like that, and from that perspective, yes, I think it's a certified classic. Indeed. Looking back now, the album had notes and feelings that transcend time Mm. and to me when you look at music and if it is a classic or not it has to transcend time and i think her album does that yeah um i i feel strongly about that like looking listening to the album now over the last few days and few weeks i know why i wasn't ready for this album Mm -hmm. when it came out yeah I, i mean i wasn't there between intake and then when I got off, I was on something completely different and listening to the songs. I was like, yeah, I wasn't even thinking about love. Mm, Yeah. But listening to it now. And the reason why I say, I really want to hear your take on it T because this, this album came out before we started really getting together. And I was like thinking, Hmm, did I fit some of these songs? <laughs> but I ain't gonna ask her because I ain't gonna put you on the spot like that. I'll wait till we get to the mm. our podcast to do that because I want to know. Mm. But anyways, mm. I think it was a good song. I mean, a good album. Yeah, and it, it transcends time, and it's definitely a classic for me. True indeed. It's the same for me, and oh, good. It's gotten. It has. It has you even. I was nervous for you. No, it, it's. I it's, was like, it's improved. Uh, it's improved. <laughs> To me since then It's gotten even better The messages resonate more for me now As a grown man As a fully grown man Let me put it that way Um, Because I was technically an adult when this came out But I wasn't a fully grown man I'm a fully grown man now Listening to this music And then understanding how important it was for women And Mm -hmm. uh, for brown skinned women At that Mm -hmm. Um, That's really To be able to see you know, this beautiful person, artistry, um, physically, just be able to come out and give the world such a masterpiece to give us messages and things, as you said, D will transcend throughout time. It's important. And it's something that I think that even years from now that, you know, should I have a daughter, I'm going to want her to go listen to India Ari. And, Absolutely. you know, and because this is, um, this is important. This is something that I think that all black girls should be listening to coming up. It should be a nice balance between Absolutely. what we see commercially I will say this. versus that. You I'm know? sorry. No, go ahead. In the car, um, me and my daughter just got home. I'm sorry, B. I cut people off. It's I know okay. that's why he's laughing Don't at me. Worry about it. And I'm it's not okay. trying to. I apologize. This it's is okay. your podcast. It's okay. But <laughs> <laughs> my daughter and I were listening to this and she was like, I like this. And because she, she had never heard it before, mm-hmm. which made me feel like a bad parent. I was like, you should definitely have heard this before. <laughs> but mom. like listening to the songs, she was like, oh, I like this. You could tell that she was connecting. Yeah. Um, and so I I don't know. It's such an important album for it like is. little girls and yeah. just women in general. Yeah. I'm sorry. It I had to say that. No, it is. And that's part of the, I think the what helps to make this a classic because you know, it's something that, you know, it, when we talk about like the like the like out a classic, like classic literature, like we always talk about some reading things like the souls of black folks, reading things like the autobiography of the ex color man or um, 
you know, miseducation of Negro, miseducation of the Negro, uh, mm-hmm. autobiography of Malcolm X, things like that. Like this is sort of like talk about things that are important that remain important. It's almost the same thing with music, and I think this is a part of that. Seeing that it's important in its content. Not just upon the quality of what you're getting, but also in the content of what you're receiving. Content is yeah, so important. It is, you know, and I think that we're lacking sometimes for content in today's music, you know, um, sometimes. That's a whole nother subject. Exactly. That's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> whole nother one. When it you is. make it, though, I'll be ready for it. Hey, look. Hey, look. I had to have y'all back on for that because y'all are, we're, we're sort of in the same age group. So I know y'all feel the way that I feel. Like we speak the same language when it comes to things like that. So. I'll be ready to have that conversation whenever y'all are. So, indeed. So, there we have it. Ladies and gentlemen, India Ari Acoustic Soul, 20 years old this year. Please go check this out, man. Um, stream it. Listen to it. This is album is a whole damn ass vibe. Um, it really is. It absolutely um, is. Go listen to it. Let your wife listen to it. Let your daughters listen to it. Your nieces, whoever. You know, it's a beautiful representation of black women, the feelings and things that they may go through, the um, process they go through and learning how to love themselves and things about love and about representation and all that, man. Please make sure you go listen to it and catch up with their other work as well. If you're not familiar enough with NDRE, which if you're not right now, then shame on you. You just um, miss it. Absolutely. Yeah. She has good albums. She does. She does. Yeah. It's a lot, a lot of good work. She has a a very, very dope body of work. So absolutely. Yeah. So make sure y'all go check that out. And that's actually going to wrap it up here for the vault and another edition of the vault. Want to thank DNT once again from the Perfectly Imperfect Couple podcast. Y'all, make sure y'all go check them out. And guys, of course, one more time, go uh, plug the social media where they can find you, listen to your podcast and everything else. Let the people know where they can find you. All right, well, you can always email us at perfectlyimperfectcouple.17 at gmail.com. Hit us up on Facebook. We have a, a page called Perfectly Imperfect Couple. Go to the community page, like it. We're also on Instagram and Twitter. Our Instagram is perfectly underscore imperfect underscore couple underscore 17. <laughs> and our Twitter is perfectly imperfect and one E, and that's the last one. Cool. Well, make sure y'all yeah. go check them out, man. They have, they have a very, very dope podcast. I love listening oh, to the show. Thank you. And I recommend it for couples, too, to listen to it. And uh, I've listened to it solo. Me and my fiance haven't listened to it yet, but we're going to make sure we're going to sit down and go back and listen to a few of those episodes. And so go check them out, y'all. Uh, DNT from Perfectly Imperfect Couple Podcast once again. And as a reminder, you can always download, stream, and subscribe to the Vault Classic Music Reviews Podcast on any one of our streaming sources. If you go to the bio on any one of our pages, you can get to the link tree that has all of our streaming sources and also all of our social media pages. You can get to the Vault Classic Music Reviews Podcast on at Vault CMR Podcast on Instagram, also at Vault Classic on Twitter, and also at the Vault Classic Music Reviews on Facebook and YouTube. Look up the podcast, subscribe to the YouTube channel, like the Facebook page, interact with us here on social media, y'all. We do it here all for you. We appreciate the support. And if you have a friend, tell a friend and make sure that that friend tells a friend. Always remember to keep your headphones on and your music loud, but not too loud. And as we close, we like to remind everyone to dream big because dreams are the basis for creation. Always create, motivate and elevate because you are never destined or created to stay stationary in this life. And on that note, we say peace. Peace. Thank you for listening and coming into The Vault. Please subscribe and follow us on Facebook at IV Creative and Instagram 
at IVECRE8.